Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the only one and only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and Daniel Roman, also of WinnersComing.net, talk to you about all things fantasy, sci-fi, movies, television, and more. Court is in session. We'll come to order this instant. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Uh, Daniel, how are you doing on this Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing great. I'm ready to pass some judgment to to declare some things dead, some things not dead, and maybe talk about some other fun outfits and such and judge those too. So it's a judgmental Wednesday that feels like a Thursday. I don't know. How are you, Dan? Save me from rambling. Well judged. I'm doing well, (laughs) although... Everyone watching, uh, hello, um, Julie, hello, Nicole, hello, Christian, hello, Martha, good to see you all. Um, hello, hello. Just be honest with me, Daniel, you and everybody else, am I too shiny? I'm in a new room in front of a, a wall. We have like proper lights to the side in front of me, and it looks like my face is um, sort of like, you never really realize how reflective a human face is until you slowly <laughs> rotate your head by degrees back and forth on a kind of a perpendicular plane and just see the shine kind of sparkle on there. Am I sweaty? Whatever. Questions for yeah, another time. I, it works. I, you know what, Dan? There's a little shine, but I don't think it's too <laughs> shiny. I think it's that sweet spot of it's like, there's a real person there. He's got lights on him, but uh, he, you know, you're not a, <laughs> you couldn't go walk outside like this at night. You're not that shiny. That's true. Thank you guys, Julie and Christian and Nicole all saying like, thank you to me. Uh, that Ooh, I look glowing. Fine. Thank you. A little powder. And yeah. Tanisha, hello over on the YouTube. A little powder. Maybe I'll start doing makeup. I could do that. I, we, we could like be real studio stuff. I know what I do. I'll figure it out. Do we anyway, have budget um, for that? What, what's our makeup budget? Four fifty. <laughs> Surely you can buy something for that. I never bought like oil. Oh, That's um, fair. Anyway, we have a good amount of stuff to get to as always. I thought we would start with something a little fun. Yep. You know, do you want to have some fun? I have been known to occasionally enjoy having some fun. So hell yeah, let's do it. All right. In that case, let us look at some of the incredibly inventive, very creative, very well done and celebratory worthy Halloween costumes based on the new HBO television show House of the Dragon that people have put together in record time real fast. There were quite a lot of House of the Dragon costumers out this year, and um, I was impressed by a lot of them. I thought we'd have a little costume parade and uh, maybe give out best in show at the end, even though this is fully best in show to me. I, I chose the first one, my, yeah. my, my favorite for first. They look so good. That's Damon That's and Rhaenyra during it. their wedding. Those were very specific outfits from episode seven of House of the Dragon when they got married after not killing Rhaenyra's husband. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Yep. Um, it just looks so great. Yeah. And yeah, no, they look fantastic. It's blowing my mind too that this episode with these outfits it aired in early october so they uh they planned quick they executed quick did they already have that wig and headdress i i don't know but i never underestimate people who are into cosplay uh they work very very fast the wigs are are good the only thing i the only thing i don't like is like the fence in the background if only they were like uh but i mean they even have the pose right they look like they're in love (laughs) they look look like they're burning together this this is really really great what's what's the next one look like a few here for your entertainment Oh, come on. We Ooh. have to have a right. Rhaenyra Allison thing. I, you know what? I think that um, a good sh- sign of whether a show is catching on is whether folk are going to the trouble of making their own stuff 
to wear around yeah. town at Halloween. And because there's no fair like, measure, there's no like official House of the Dragon costumes on sale yet. And these fans have like has, have, have made it up and done this great stuff. We got Allison. We got Rhaenyra. They look great at our I'm going to guess like Renaissance Fair. Do you think they're at? Nope. Perhaps that, just Halloween. that is abs. That is abs. It lo- looks like a run. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Halloween. But the rest does the Renaissance Fair run through October. I guess it depends on where you are, but it uh-huh. looks like one to me. And we're getting, I love that they're doing the green and black moment. We didn't get it in the show, but we're going to get it in the Halloween costume parade. That still kind of ranks me now that the whole show was over <laughs> and they didn't do that. That's just, just but whatever. They look good. What's the fair, next one? Fair. They do. Hit it. All right. The, the next one is uh, it's a, a group <laughs> uh, shot. Possibly insensitive. Because uh, what's it? The, what's insensitive about it, Dan? Well, the guy who's playing Viserys is going uh, full. You could accuse him of playing a disabled person uh, in an insensitive way. I'm not saying I'm doing it, but of course, Viserys's Viserys's, um, final form, decrepit old man, Phantom of the Opera Mask, uh, inspired a couple of costumes, which are all great. I love that it's been done. Not the only decrepit episode of Viserys that I've seen, but um, the... Was this the is the one, one that's given it that's given the most performance because he is going for it. Yes. The, yep. This this guy, he is committed to uh, to embodying Viserys, I think, more than any other one I've seen. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got a dragon back there. I don't know what dragon that is, but it's a it's part of the house of the dragon. It's here for the party. It's that's what dragon, I know. Right? It's a dragon. It's in the house. House of the dragon. Hit that's the next right. one, Richard. Let it continue. Let it roll on. Oh, this one's so good. This This is is so cute. Now, again, so these are parents who have decided that their children are going to be the thing they like for Halloween. They don't have a say in it. You put on these wigs. The wigs (laughs) are good. These kids didn't choose this outfit. No, I I don't. If they are, they're really well done. Like better than anything on the show. I don't think they are. Probably not. Probably shouldn't speculate too hard, but my gut is that they are not. Yes, let's steer away from that. These are but, great. Yes, it's an amazing costume of Bela and Reyna. Again, I, I didn't really think about what you just said, that the parents picked this, but like obviously they did. These kids are not watching House of the Dragon. They're I mean, children. They could be. They, I hope not. Either way, <laughs> they, years. their parents are doing something wrong. They're either forcing costumes on their children or, or they're right. letting their children watch House of the Dragon. Either way, they're going to come up great. But the kids look wonderful. Yes. Agree. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones I've oh, seen. Oh, me too. It looks so right, cute. right up, right up there with that first one of uh, Damon and Rhaenyra. The, this is right up there for me. All right, hit the next one. I forget how many we have. We got to have an Aemon in the mix. A few Aemons, because Aemon's great. Because it's just you, 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 you take your Damon costume, add an eye patch, and bam, you lose <laughs> twenty years off your life. Yeah, it's true. I, he's got the look for it. He totally he pulls it off. Not not too much to say here. That's kind of funny. I didn't really think about, you know, if you already had a Damon costume, you also own an Aemon costume. So that is convenient. <laughs> and it, Julie likes your goblet, by the way. What goblet are you talking about? Why, thank hold, you. Hold up your goblet. I have a I have a pewter pewter mug. Oh, fair minutes sounds fair. All right. Yes. Roll it on. Ro- let the good times roll on. I think there's at least one more. <laughs> That's funny. So we have Rhaenyra and Damon, but swap the genders. <laughs> awesome. The woman is playing Damon. The good guy is playing Rhaenyra. 
I I think this is like um, yep. before the 10-year time jump for Nira and Damon, by the way. That's like the tannish dress she wore for like three episodes straight. Never washed it. Just her favorite dress. Uh, good it. call. I think. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Um, so they're about to go out and have um, the episode four Night on the Town um, that Rhaenyra and Damon had. And that one. And they're going to have a great time. Uh, this is really fun. Yeah, fun, fun it idea. is pre- Pre-marriage, Rhaenyra and Damon at the very, I think we can say conclusively, they're not married in this picture. I don't know if these people are married, but Rhaenyra and Damon are not. I'm going to guess that. That's a really fun one. That's great. All right. I think we're heading toward the end, but I don't remember. What's the next one? We got one more. Oh, God. Okay, actually, I wanted to... (laughs) (laughs) Points for cleverness, but oh, God. You know, I'm not sure I fully get this one. (laughs) So... It's a guy wearing a vaguely Game of Thrones House of the Dragon E tunic thing. And he has a picture of Alicent Hightower's feet on his neck. But like, okay, so like, yeah. but, 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 but like, break it down. Like, so is, is this, is he dressed as Lara Strong and Lara Strong is like wearing yes. a picture of Alicent Hightower's feet? Because that's what he does. Yes. Yeah, well, because Lara Strong is the OG progenitor of getting naughty foot picks. I think he that is the the invented foot picks. Yeah, so I think that is the, <laughs> the idea. I mean, I, I, I'm not privy to the thoughts of Lara Strong or this person dressing as them. But that that's the way I funny. read this very deep photo. Yeah, it cracked me up when I saw it. I cracked up. I cringed. Here we you are. know, I've kind of come around to the foot fetish scene. I didn't like it at all when Have I first you? saw it. I still don't love it, but I don't know. I, I'm 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 less mad at it than I was when I first watched. When I thought, like, this is just dumb. H- yeah. How, how how do you feel about the foot fetish scene? Br- bringing <laughs> the foot fetish representation um, into uh, high octane HBO television. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this for us to to discuss foot fetishes today. I, you know, spot. it didn't. How do you have about foot fetishes? Uh, I, well, about especially Lara Strong having them, I feel uncomfortable, but I didn't. I mean, that scene made my skin crawl for sh- like the first time for Ooh. sure. It still does. It didn't bother me, I think, as much as it bothered you. Um, it, not in terms of like the content, but in terms of the thought behind the scene. My my reaction was kind of, oh God, this is weird. I don't like You're it. Really weird. But I, I didn't hate it, hate it either. It's a, I, I like talk. it a little less in retrospect because that's like, you know, one of Lara Strong's final scenes of the season. Um, <laughs> that's so a that's good like point, the culmination yeah. of his arc is ogling Allison's feet. Feet. <laughs> So, so a little torn there, but the scene itself, there are bigger gripes one could have, I think, with the season than that scene for sure. I'm glad we had this talk. Um, I think I think that's Me the too. end. Great I parade. I feel like I know you better. Who? Uh, <laughs> hey, just again, factoid for all of you. Apparently, feet fetishes. I think is the most common kind of fetish. Why? Ask a sex doctor. I don't know, but uh, I believe that's true. And you can take that to the bank. Anyway, great costume parade. Do you have a favorite, right. Daniel? The Iron Bank. The, yes. the Iron Bank. Do you have a favorite out um, there? Who, who was your favorite out there in the comments? And also, uh, hello, Mimi Faye over on YouTube. Hello. Yeah, I think uh, Rhaenyra and Damon. That first Rhaenyra and Damon, that, that yeah. takes the cake for me. Oh, so good. 
So yeah, how about you? What's your favorite? It's Rhaenyra and Damon, yeah, definitely. Or the Bela and Reyna kids. Legit. But I think that Re- that Rhaenyra and Damon wedding outfits take it's just they, it looks like the yes. show. They have the pose right, uh, just the commitment and and the beauty yep. and the man and the fierceness also good. Yes. All right. Agree. Daniel, um, we're getting Sarah Ferguson, Rex Ryan. I'm gonna guess those are like ask sex doctor kinds of people. I haven't heard of them. I know I know who, I, I'm, who Dr. Kinsey is. Can't ask him. He's dead. Oh, sorry, Danny, you were saying. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I don't know who these people are. So uh, I'm not going to ask any of them, but thank you all for the suggestions for foot fetish references. I like to um, talk about these kind of things. Yeah. Moving on, though, from, from fetishes. House of the Dragon, two weeks gone. Still good. Still looking forward to stuff. Um, yep. We're still writing lots of stuff about it. I'm... I'm really enjoying breaking down all the detailed feelings and thoughts I have about it. That being what postcard speaking yeah. about that, but I'm excited to read that. Ooh, Christian Christian Hannah says Rex Ryan, former Jets coach, has multiple pics of his wife's feet. I love learning things. Well, we don't kink shame here, Rex <laughs> Ryan. Right. You do you, Lara Strong. You stop that right now. You stop it. He probably like that. I shouldn't say that. Anyway, um, there are ooh. Um, and Martha was just Allison. Oh, um, yeah. Was, any ideas? How to really, share the pic? Really cool, Martha. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, Martha, if you want, you could email me the pic and uh, we could share it at some point. I'll leave my email address down here if you're interested of you as Allison. Anyway, um, yeah. there are Definitely others. Definitely want to see. Oh, yeah, I, I'd love to see. Yeah, I think the biggest House of the Dragon news, you guys know, we'll be breaking down stuff about this for weeks still. Um, There's a lot. We haven't even really gotten into the what to expect in season two type things yet, but we We will get there. Um, We have two years. We're not rushing out of the gate here, just like HBO with their spinoffs. But the one bit of uh, probably big news we should hit on is that we got confirmation from HBO they said the thing we all knew, which is don't expect to see House of the Dragon season two in 2023. Uh, 2024 cool. is what they're thinking in terms of just when it'll be done. So now we know. Sorry. Oh, my God. Julie Davies says that Sarah Ferguson was married to Prince Andrew, who I believe is the one who got like stripped of his titles and like ruined. When they split up, there were pics of dudes sucking her toes. All right. Sarah Ferguson. All right. Rex Ryan feet people this has been an educational show who knows anywho (laughs) um let's pivot to another uh (laughs) um another uh fantasy franchise that's been in the news this week yes uh the witcher the witcher is a netflix series the witcher is a series of books by andres sapkowski the witcher is a hugely successful series of video games by CD Project Red. It's pretty big. The Netflix show is two seasons deep. It stars Henry Cavill, who famously uh, is a big old nerd who's just like us. He's just like us, you guys. Uh, who fought yes. really hard to get the role, the lead role of Geralt of Rivia. And it was announced earlier this week that he's leaving, I think, over the weekend. That Henry Cavill over the weekend, yeah. is leaving The Witcher. He's not going to play Geralt, Geralt of Rivia anymore. He, is, he yep. said no to the long blonde Targaryen wig. He's going to be replaced in season four with Liam Hemsworth. Daniel, 
as Which someone is, who enjoys the Witcher book games, you yes. watch the show. Um, what was your reaction to this news? And what should we, the American, I'm uh, sorry, the, the, the world public make of it? Um, yeah. So, so like you said, I was a big fan of the Witcher before the show was a thing. I love the games. I've read all the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should probably be worried <laughs> to be honest. I I'm not going to be that person yeah. who's going to put down Liam Hemsworth. I, I have no I mean, real whatever. opinion there yeah. aside from, I don't know how I feel about that as a casting. Um, but in general, I, I think with recasts, you always have to give them a chance. It's hard to like pass judgment before you see a person in the role. So in that respect, I wouldn't, um, wouldn't be too worried. But in terms of what Henry Cavill leaving means for the show, um, yeah. you know, we don't know exactly why he left. Like we can speculate about it and there are some good causes will. for speculate. And we will, that is what we're going to do here today because there is enough solid information to kind of draw a picture of some behind the scenes issues the Witcher had been having where basically he was pushing to have it be a little more faithful to the books and the tone and style of them and Netflix and the showrunner have a very different, more actiony, cheesier vision for the Witcher. And those two things just hadn't quite lined up to the point where um, apparently it, this is a thing that wasn't really reported on, but apparently there were talks during season two that he was thinking about leaving. Um, this is something Redanian Intelligence, which is a super reliable Witcher scoop site, posted about this today. He was renegotiating contracts during season two and thinking about leaving because he didn't see eye to eye. That's a quote. Didn't see eye to eye with the Lauren direction Hissrick. the show was going. With Lauren Hissrick. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. You know, the flip side is the Superman thing. He's coming back as Superman. So it, there's probably some combination of issues with the witcher offered another huge gig um and deciding where to go from there but yeah i think his kind of stipulation that he said to the hollywood reporter was he was committed to the witcher as long as it kept telling good stories and stayed faithful to the source mm-hmm. material <laughs> basically um and now he's leaving the show so that makes me worry about season three uh, because obviously well, whatever rights he had didn't get turned it. around. He is. Sure. But it wasn't good enough to sway him that they were getting back on track. And I think season three, so for those of you who haven't read the book, season three is based on a book called The Time of Contempt. It is one of the better books in the Witcher saga. So the fact that he didn't come out of its singing about how incredible the Witcher is makes me think they probably botched it. Um, Again, we're speculating, but it it makes me worried about season three, that it's not going to be very good, which is sad. What, how do you feel about this, Dan? I think it fits for what kind of show the Witcher is. I'm going to read Nicole's comments from Facebook. I I think she has some piercing insights that I more or less agree with that a nothing against Liam Hemsworth, but it's very hard to successfully recast anyone into a main character role. I agree with that. I, you know, Liam Hemsworth. I don't really have any, any feelings about him. Really. I, I, I recall him from the hunger games. I'm sure he was fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. Can you think of like an instance where some, like a main character was recast and it worked Spartacus? 
yes. kind of happened there. That's that was the one I was going to say. And I, I don't know if you know the behind the scenes for Spartacus that that was a necessity. The lead actor got uh, yes. he had like can- cancer. So he died basically partway into production. Um, but he gave the new actor his blessing like he was still around when the new actor started filming. But that's probably the best example oh, I can um, think of. Altered Carbon did that, um, that sci-fi yes. show on Netflix. And, you know, no one's heard of that It worked into the thing. show, right? They, because it, it, cause that show it was, was like all about, like, sci-fi. You, like, have a new shell and the thing and you have a thing. Yeah. Um, so, so it's yeah, like it, Doctor Who almost. Oh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who's the biggest one we're thinking. Oh, yeah, that's a good example. They replace things all the time. And that show's been going on for, like, 60 damn years. But, but yeah. um, this one's a little different. And I also agree with Nicole uh, that well, uh, Christian, I, I, I thought you said lost feet, not lost feet. Okay. That's still in the brain. <laughs> um, I also agree with Nicole that uh, Henry Cavill was carrying that entire show and it never took off in popularity. Yeah. I doubt it'll survive now. Like m- m- my basic response is that show wasn't that great. I'm not a huge fan of the books. I've mm-hmm. read, I've read the first two. I'm, I'm reading the third. Cause you know, you know, I feel like I should. It's my job, sort of. Um, yeah, that's the, fair. The 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 books I think are nice. The show is, you know, at, at best it was like sort of fun, trashy. And Henry Cavill was yeah. absolutely the best thing about it. Like no shade to the other yeah. actors. They did a good job. A person who plays Siri, Freya, um, Freya yeah. Allen is pretty talented. She Anya Shalatra, who plays Yennefer, is talented. You know that. Well, Lots of folk worked in it, but, but I'm sorry. Like Henry Cavill was the center of that show. I thought they should have given him more to do. I was always kind of confused of, I could feel them trying to force other storylines. And if I were running that show, which is my favorite um, hypothetical to do for like any life situation. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I would have had a lot more Geralt because he, he, he really was the, the, the the most reliably entertaining and magnetic thing about it. And it does sound. Yeah. And as far as Henry Cavill leaving, it's weird because it does sound like he loved this role. Like he, there are these stories yeah. about him fighting to get it about him lobbying to play Geralt Cause he yeah. loves Geralt. Cause a big old nerd who's also like Superman chest and the multimillionaire. He makes his own PC. He's just like us. Uh, and he got it. And I can actually believe that, 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 yeah. that he would, that he would have a problem with how the show was going because look, the show, the show was um, going very far afield of not only the books, but of my patience. Um, yes. So it's just surprising that I don't know. I do have like another side where I'm like, you're getting paid a million, a million an episode, which he was, by the way, for at least season yes, three, maybe season, season three. two. Um, and before that, it was like hundred thousand an episode. It's like, so you're on a crappy show. I don't know. Suck it up and finish what you started. I mean, is aren't there contracts? This is the danger of hiring a movie yeah. star because they're so big and they're so in demand and everyone loves it. And if you don't keep them happy, they can just walk off. And then one of Chris's less successful brothers can just come in and replace you. And the oh, show harsh. will be less good. Um, so that's kind of what I think. I have some conflicting things. Any response to that? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I think so. There was an interview that is going around right now with Josh mm-hmm. Horowitz that came out just before this news. So we didn't know that Henry Cavill was leaving the role when the interview happened, but he probably knew by that point. Mm-hmm. He he kind of dropped a, a cryptic line in that interview where he talked about in your career as in life, like deciding, trusting your gut in terms of doing the things that feel right to you that you want to leave behind and uh-huh. knowing when it's the wrong choice and not continuing on just because you're supposed to, but because that leads down a dark path, basically. And in retrospect, it's easy to look at that and think about the Witcher because yes, he did lobby for the role. He was calling Netflix before they were even casting and they passed him over for it. I I think the Witcher has some issues with casting. I'm just going to put that out there. The reason he got the role is because he pursued the hell out of it. It's not because yeah. Netflix thought he was right for it. Um, they tried like 50 other people before they came back around and said, you know what? He probably is the right one. But there are a lot of characters in that show that I think are yeah. missed from their how they're represented in the book. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, he's he he's got to make hard choices choose projects whatever but i think in terms of leaving the show if the stipulation is as long as the show doesn't get worse or stray farther from the source material i'll be down to stay and then he leaves it the obvious assumption to draw there is which i totally believe is that they just didn't quite get the story they were telling um and well, at, there was a director who left for the same reason mm-hmm. who worked on game of thrones who who quit the witcher early on so i mean they didn't get the story that he wanted to tell they had a story they wanted to tell i don't particularly like the story they want to tell but i don't know if they're telling it maybe you as part of the team you uh buckle up and get to monster slant Honestly, that story nah. about honestly, <laughs> that story about um, casting seeing fifty people to play Geralt before they went with Henry Cavill. On the one hand, I'm like, well, that's crazy. He's like beloved and famous and good for the part, and he loves it. And on the mm-hmm. other, what if back then they were like, you know, he'd be good for the part, but I have this feeling he'll be a prima donna who is so attached to his little monster hunting nerdy fantasy world. That if we change too much, he'll leave partway through. Maybe we should keep looking. Honestly, I yeah. want we should have gone with that sense. I think it's hard. It's hard, Dan, because you know, you got upset about Maylee's bursting into the dragon pit. Oh, and every I. time I've I've been thinking about the house of the dragon fans getting bent out of shape about changes, and then thinking about the Witcher. So, like for the people watching who haven't read the books. And who I saw Julie say she thought season two was better than season one as a show. You're not wrong, Julie. It probably was better than season one, but in terms of like adapting the Witcher story, it like 90, at least 90% of season two was just totally made up stuff. They basically looked at the book, thought this is going to be too hard to do. Let's just make up a story for season two. Um, So I can, I can understand that honestly like he's henry cavill has made it pretty clear from the get-go that he is the 
person being passionate about the source material. And honestly, The Witcher needs that because otherwise I can't even imagine how much worse it would have been without that kind of energy behind it. He is the best thing Um, about it. Easily, easily. Um, So yeah, it's a big loss. It's, I, it's hard to imagine what the show will look like. Um, Yeah. We'll see. Now that uh, showrunner Lauren Histrick has a Geralt in it for the money, not for the creativity, (laughs) which is what they should have done in the first place. Because it's these passionate nah. creative types who end up whining and ruin everything. Like Henry Cavill, he builds a PC and he can't take the heat because the kitchen's too hot. So he goes and gets a billion dollars playing Superman. <laughs> um, I also object to the Melee's objection because I, I've, oh? I've, I've, I've thought about this a little bit. I object um, in my spare time. So I'm better to do. <laughs> um, okay. It's not that they change that I didn't like because they've ch- they, they changed plenty in House of the Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. that I thought was great. Like they, the Sarah said basically a whole new character. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Rhaenyra and Allison being friends, really good idea. The Maylies thing was a change that didn't work. So I'm against changes when they don't work. When they do work, bring them on. But yeah, the, 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 the Witcher both uh, changed things and I didn't like them very much. So it's kind of a double header. Look, yes. I don't yes, blame totally. them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's good to get out. It's, it's, not, it's not that great a show to me. But uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I'm of multiple minds about it. Like he's he, yeah. it's smart to get out rather than stay. But also once you're in, um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's not you're, it's, it's it's collaborative TV show. The showrunner's in charge. I don't know. Part of me thinks he should just stick it out once he made this commitment and he can only get away. He's like, you know, that thing was like, oh, you got to do what you're passionate about. Well, easy to say for a guy who made eight million dollars in one year for one season of TV. I mean, most folk, they don't have that option. Passion's like great, but it's it's not necessary. So the fact that so he, 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 he doesn't only want to leave to go get paid tons of money to be Superman. Now he gets to, because he's in demand. Of course. I guess I'd of say course. he's talking from a place of privilege, but um, also it's yeah. the right move because the show is bad. So it's complicated. Yeah. I think that's definitely fair. The Superman thing there. I don't think there's any doubt. It was a factor in, in the pie, which is Henry Cavill leaving the show. Um, the, the fact that, DC is being rebooted basically right now and they want him back as Superman had to have been a factor. Um, But you know, your point about sticking it out is fair, but at the same time, we're talking about like, what is that going to be half a decade of a person's life? That's not, that's a big commitment to stick something out for another half a decade. When you signed on thinking it could be really good which is what all the fans were hoping. Like, I think the material for the Witcher is good enough that it could have been a next game of Thrones and they totally mishandled it. Um, If you play the game, the third game by CD project red, it is obvious. They really got the source material. I know Sapkowski has, has issues, but like, if you read that, if you play that and read the books, it's incredible how, unified the vision is and and the understanding of the themes which i have such beef with the witcher you know because they oh, yeah. they 
go through pains to miss the point. Like The Witcher is about xenophobia in, in a very broad sense. Um, that's a huge sure. theme of the book. And they, instead of dialing into that, they kind of use it. They make characters act in certain ways to justify the xenophobia. I have problems with it. Um, oh, but yeah, God, I don't know. Problem in writing. It, it, yeah, it, it really is. It, it's hard because the source material is there for them. I'm just, this is just going to turn into a rant of me hating on the Witcher. Gotcha. But anyway, I don't blame him. I feel like this is a sign that the show is just going to get worse because it clearly didn't get better because he left. Um, or so. it'll surprise us and um, it'll become a new modern TV classic. We'll see um, what we should, yeah. what, sh- what he should have done is stay with it and just purposefully throw every scene until they write it the way he wants. Uh, he just acts terribly on purpose. And at least then we're all entertained and the Witcher gets better than we get Well, you know, there was that other story that came out this week. I, I don't know if they're capable of it, Dan. That's part of the problem. Um, (laughs) There was that other, the other story that broke this week is that there were uh, one of the writers, Bo DeMaio, who used to work on the Witcher, who worked on season one Mm -hmm. um, is now putting together the writer's room for X-Men 97 for Disney plus. And he basically said the rule. Yeah, exactly. The rule is you have to be a fan of the thing Mm -hmm. because he had worked on projects, namely the Witcher where the writers in the writing room actively disliked the source material and mm, the game and ragged on them. You can, I think you can. Um, so it's hard. I, I don't think there's any good solution there for, uh, for the Henry Cavill, you know, it was a sticky situation indeed. Um, should we move on or do uh, do we have other thoughts? Like Nicole's a good thought. I can honestly just watch Henry yeah. Cavill as Geralt sitting in a bathtub with no plot. And that would be better at this point. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. And you know what you You're see not when Henry wrong, Cavill's Nicole. in a tub? He puts his feet on the lid of the tub, circling it back, other stuff. Anyway, nice, do we nice. want to... Uh, and people like that. People love um, that. It's the most common fetish. Do we want to move on? Uh, or we have ooh, more to talk I about. I hear that. Um, the only other thing I will say is for people wondering about the recast and how that could work. This is pro in terms of the overall Witcher story, the end of season three is the best place to recast Geralt if you have to do it. So I think like there are story reasons why I think that works better than recasting him anywhere else in the story. Um, so there might be some silver linings here where it might not feel quite as unnatural as you may th- fear. Sure. Um, I mean, it, it'll be a while before that actually happens. Yeah. So uh, totally. we'll, there's plenty of time to, to for, for, for them to try their darndest to get it right. Um, in the meantime, yeah, 2025, <laughs> 2025, baby. In the meantime, uh, much closer in time, we are going to be going back to the movies to watch Avatar. Yeah. The Way of Water, the sequel Ooh, to exciting. Avatar, the most successful movie in the history of the world, the highest grossing movie right. ever produced, uh, and certainly the highest grossing movie about blue aliens. Um, the original came out in like 2008, was it? Um, somehow yes, there was never a so. sequel in the decade plus since then. And now James Cameron is making up for lost time. Making, I think, four freaking sequels, one after the other after the other. 
And because it's so big, and because it's coming oh, 2009. out, 2009. Oh, I was wrong. And because it's coming out, uh, uh, do you know what day it comes out? December. December sixteenth, or December fourteenth internationally. Check your local registry. But December sixteenth. We, they just dropped the trailer. Why don't we watch it and, um, you know, make it better by talking over it? Let's do it. Let's do it. That sounds like what James Cameron would want. The way of water. What is the way of water? Yes. Light, oh, Lightstorm made this? Okay. They did. I mean, right all of a sudden, it does Pop look skipping. beautiful. Uh, obviously, yeah. James Cameron, you know, this guy only yeah. makes big tentpole giant movies that use all the latest resources and technology Hollywood has to offer. And it looks splendid. Take a Oh, this, this, this is an older trailer. Oh, did I link the wrong trailer? You did. Well (laughs) done. We're watching the wrong trailer. (laughs) Oh, well. um, Uh, These are the outtakes they don't show you. Well, uh, there will be ships. There will be humans being awful. It happens. Okay. All right. I'll just say this. Uh, Sigourney Weaver plays a 14 year old. She sounds too old. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about this because I was surprised to hear Sigourney Weaver's voice come out of a teenager. She plays one of Jake Sully and Natiri's adopted children in this movie. Uh, Kiri, I think her name is. Um, and, you know, Avatar has th- these ideas of resurrection because all of the life forms, all of the organisms on Pandora are all connected through this interconnected network. Uh, basically, like the planet itself is a huge, like, nervous system. Um, so there's an idea of spirits going into Awa and then getting spit back out. So I think. It's a fascinating idea to get Sigourney Weaver back to play a totally different character and have the link for this is the same character be that it's voiced by the literal same person. Um, I, oh, I do it think it's hilarious that she's in her 70s and Keep she's talking. playing a teenager, though. Okay. Yeah, um, 73 years young than teenager. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I heard the clip and I thought it sounded scratchy and older, but maybe you're saying that's the point that she's reincarnated or something crazy like that. Or James Cameron is so powerful. He made the Titanic. He made the avatar that he says, we're going to cast a 73 year old as a 14 year old and you're going to like it. Can we pause? Can we pause on her with the bow? Oh, that's I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to get the pause. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. She's Natiri is pregnant in this scene. And I thought this was super cool because it's the nice kind of little touches that you might not see normally in a movie. She like stops and adjusts her bowstring because she's not used to shooting a bow while she's pregnant. Um, and James Cameron recently ragging on superhero movies for not showing uh, enough family dynamics. So we're going to get a lot of that in this movie. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? I mean, he He's was not talking wrong. about like a... I'm showing family dynamics. I mean, I guess they uh, go ahead, Richard. We can, we can yeah. hit that four speed button. <laughs> I don't know. It's like he knows they're all for. Com- I don't know. I think it's a thin line to walk. Like, yes, Marvel What's movies. A thin line? Criticizing Marvel movies when you are making this giant franchise thing. 
I mean, yes, Marvel movies keep their characters single and familyless because they, you know, it, that tests well between 18 and 35 people. Yes, I know. It's true. Yeah. But um, you're uh, making a four series, a four movie series that's going to be tested through the roof. And it, it, like things are going to get lost between your artistic vision and the final product. It's a product. So they're making a product. So are you come off your high horse and um, give us the blue alien, but you are four times, five times. It looks great. I, I think with the four and five times, that's something that's been reported. Like there, there are going to be so many avatar sequels since avatar two was announced in like 2010 or whenever they announced that they were making it. I'm taking any sequels beyond this one with a grain of salt until we actually see them because this one's taken 13 years and I think it's, it will have been worth it. That's they my opinion. Whenever I hear like filming the next one, haven't they? I, yeah, Please. I'm still, I'm, I am choosing to approach it with skepticism until we hear more about it. Um, just because this one took so long, it's kind of like the winds of winter. It, it's like hearing <laughs> it's 75% done. You can only get so excited about it because what is, that doesn't mean anything until it means something. Um, so uh, Nicole asks, what is avatar rated? I believe it's PG 13. Um, it's, I mean, you could, it's not excessively violent or gory. There is action. People die. Um, but it's not a bloodbath. It's made to be accessible to young teens. I think. Um, yeah, because because it's, it's a product because it's supposed to be accepted for the most amount of people because it's it's it is it has considerations behind it that are not just what is my artistic vision, which which is 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 like just what Marvel does. Period. And I I, I, yeah. I just I, I think it's a little weird for James Cameron to be criticizing that. Um, I uh, I disagree. I I disagree. Oh. Um, I think James Cameron. Are there considerations? Yes. But he's also yeah. made it clear that he, the re, Avatar didn't take 13 years because of the considerations. It took it because he drew lines about what he was willing to compromise on artistically for the movie, which he talked about with the first Avatar, where he basically said, I made Titanic. You can afford your studio because of me. So <laughs> I'm going to do this movie the way I want to. But all that aside, the point he was making with the superhero thing is that so many of these movies that we are massively consuming now, the main characters are basically at the development level of college age kids. Sure. And I don't think he's wrong about that in terms of like, compare that to seeing a pregnant Natiri, like Natiri and Jake navigating being parents or, you know, more adult problems mm -hmm. than like Batman who, you know, is just working through his issues. Hey, he raises um, Robin. I don't think he's wrong. That's, well, when we get a version of that in the movies that is actually like a parenting story instead of uh, Chris O'Donnell and him fighting Jim Carrey, oh, I will think that it is more true. I don't think he's wrong. Like, I think it's completely right about the Marvel characters being kind of these, like, um, man children essentially but i think it's weird to hear him complain about it in the context of 
and what I'm doing with my movie is much more elevated. Like as Jay Patel says, well, it and is. We're, we're not fact checking this, <laughs> although I believe you're right that that Avatar three is done at four is currently in production. I mean, you're saying that he mm-hmm. didn't do it for 13 years because of artistic reason. Maybe he did. But when he came back, he apparently what his artistic vision demands is that four to five new movies be made in a quick subsequent time so they can release them every other Christmas season for like a decade. Um, yeah, I, I, I would think that he would be a little more worldly about the demands of franchise filmmaking. I mean, Marvel doesn't want their characters to grow beyond college age because they want them to last forever and to keep making new movies with them. And eventually in real life, you get older, get married, have kids and settle down. But if the heroes do that, yeah. they can't make Ant-Man 40. Um, so you just keep yeah. it that way. And I don't know. I, I will say that James Cameron, I think, of all Hollywood directors, has been the most successful in making movies that are both giant blockbusters, like huge successful, and that are like genuine, full-blooded movies. I do give him credit for that. Yes. From, from, yeah. from Terminator 2. I mean, you know, Titanic's a melodrama, but I like melodramas. I I, I like yeah. Avatar aliens. too. I didn't love oh, yeah. aliens! Yeah, I can't get wrong with that. So yeah, he he er, he he deserves credit absolutely for what he's done. Um, I also side eye him saying I didn't uh, make an Avatar sequel for over a decade because of artistic visions, but my artistry demands now to make four in a row. Uh, as always, I think <laughs> there are there are nooks yeah. and crannies. Of course. And I do think Christian has a good point. Tony Stark had a daughter. Did he have a daughter? I guess he did. It, it shows okay. how memorable she is and how if, if I can't yeah, exactly. even remember. I'm not she saying exists. they can't have kids, um, but it's not going to stop them. Like they're not going to settle down. It's not going to stop them from going off and fighting Lord Darkball or whatever um, in yeah. the forest of the nebula. Yes. Uh, yes, he did love her 3000 for all of her four scenes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. Sure I, I think it's less about that Marvel characters never have families and more that th- most of their issues still end up being Marvel superhero issues. Like the family sure. dynamics rarely come into the actual story. I think Hawkeye might be an exception to that. Um, yeah, I mean, because Hawkeye... Hawkeye Hawkeye is pretty much about him, like foster parenting Kate Bishop. Um, but either way, those are He's outliers, also like not the jokiest the of all thing. of them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Cameron's 100% right here. I think whenever filmmakers criticize the superhero industrial complex, my first thought <laughs> is how many of these have you actually watched that you have this opinion? Um, because you're right, Christian, there are plenty, there are so many superhero things out there that of course there are some that are going to disprove his point. Um, but Avatar The Way of Water, December 16th, I go. will be there. I'll see it. Watching I'll see it in 3D. Are you going to see it in 3D? You won't have um, actually seen it if you didn't. Oh my God. <laughs> um, for that, I'm going to make sure I don't see it in 3D. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. I, I'm fair enough. I'm not sure yet. You want me to pay how much extra for those 3D glasses? I don't think so. I want some. It's two dollars for a, for a it feels like it's more. life ex- 
it's a life experience, Dan. You're never going to have the opportunity to see Avatar 2 in 3D again. I feel like it's more than $2 extra. I feel like it's like 12 to 20 or something. I remember that from the last time. It's been a while. You don't think they upcharge? Maybe those like, perhaps the 3D glasses are like worth 50 cents, but they're going to charge you five bucks for them. I'd pay five bucks, not 20 bucks. What is this? Is this the twit? I would pay $20 or $8. Now it's like we're haggling like Elon Musk on Twitter. That's what, that's where we've gotten to in the show. I'll, I'll, I'll see it. Cause it's going to be a big old movie. Um, anything you're watching yeah. or reading Dan beyond that thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. There's been quite a bit this week, actually. Um, so one, I did see black Adam. Uh, oh, okay. Movie. It? Yeah, it was okay. It's an okay kind of brainless action flick that the post credit scene is good. It's worth seeing for that. Really? <laughs> oh, right, um, right, right. Henry Cavill. Um, the movie itself, it was okay. It kind of felt like, did you ever see the Scorpion King, Dan? I never did. I saw the well, first two mummy movies. Okay. Well, the Scorpion King was the spinoff. Uh, and it basically feels like this was the Scorpion King sequel. I didn't know we were going to get Rah. because there are some, some tonal things that reminded me of Scorpion King a little bit, All right, um, but King. it was good. It, it was okay. I wouldn't rush out to see it, but mm-hmm. if you're curious one night and the rock is always entertaining. Um, I've also been watching the peripheral, which Ooh, has been right. excellent. I promised we would talk about it a little this, this week. So I wanted to at least touch on it, but um, it kind of amazes me because I didn't like Amazon's last show. This new show that Amazon has is really great. Hmm. Um, the the writing and the storytelling on it is just like razor sharp. It's better than most things I'm watching right now. So cool. definitely worth giving a chance if you are itching for some new sci-fi. Um, how about you, Dan? You watching anything? Same stuff. Uh, Interview the Vampire is still good. Um the White Lotus is season two. That's a lot of fun. I was going to see nice. Tar over the weekend with Kate Blanchett, but then the theater near me was showing, because um, Halloween weekend, the Nosferatu, uh, that old like 1920s vampire movie that I went and saw. Yeah. That was fun. Um, that's, that's cool. It. I think so. That nice. was pretty fun. It's a little um, boring. The, was, well, it was I made mean, in yeah, I mean, the yes, 1920, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, and Andor, yeah. Andor oh, says Andor. it's so good. Andor yeah. is so good. It's so careful. It's so tense. Yeah, I can see why folk might not dive into it because it is it is much slower than literally anything Disney makes. To say nothing of Star Wars. Yeah, but um, the people making that really really care that everything is yep. just where it should be. I mean, sometimes like people will say like, this is, this isn't your, this is star Wars for grown up. So whatever, like, and or actually feels like it is like, it's getting into, yes. that's a, that's a pretty radical aspirations. It's like kind of coming for prisons. It's coming for bureaucracies. My favorite character. I said, I'll talk about my serial love before. Um, just really, really strong. Oh, I agree he's, with Tell. he's a great character. Great. Oh, he's so pathetic. I love him so much. Yeah. I, I'm excited to catch up more on Andor because I've seen the first couple of episodes, but I'm not caught up. And I know that there were some really good ones 
especially in the past few. But in general, I haven't talked to a single person who has been like Andor. Meh. Um, it yeah. seems like most people love it. It's mostly Andor great or what's Andor? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Or oh my god, this is this what Star Wars has needed. Um, I I I feel like one of the themes of this year, except for House of the Dragon, because that sacrosanct did great. I think oh, one of hey, the themes wait, of the wait, year wait. is the less pressure on these shows, the better they end up being. Because Andor is the Star Wars show that everyone was like, huh, what's this? Why do we even need this? And it is easily the best Star Wars show of the year. The Peripherals, another show yeah. that like went totally under the radar and Rings of Power had an insane amount of pressure. And then this other show comes out right after it. And it's a million times better. The peripheral from the um, Westworld people of all things um, who. Yes. I hadn't written off, but uh, I was side-eyeing. So, okay, cool. Perhaps I'll try it out. By the way, Natalie yeah. agrees with me that Avatar Trinity might be uh, 20 bucks more expensive at NYC. Halloween ends with 35 bucks a ticket for RPX. What? Well, that's that's NYC. They have different economics there. It doesn't even count. I think 20 bucks. I, I, Aside I from the millions like of people what a 3D who costs a multiplex in Chicago. You know, you, you don't get this. You live in a hut on a mountaintop. Like it's you true. have a screen on a big old tree and it costs three bits a gander. It's different in the city. The last. So I saw Black Adam. I went and saw it at the drive in. Mm -hmm. They only take cash and it is ten dollars. So you're not even entirely wrong with that joke. Um, I mean, ten bucks actually is 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 pricier than I thought it would be. Um, That's prices are going up, Dan. Double inflation. Oh, what was the other one? I didn't want to. It was Don't Worry Darling. And I didn't want to stay late enough to watch it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. The Nosferatu they showed after it was over. Night of the Living Dead, but we we left for that too because because we, we, we were sleeping. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention that we had on the list. So I have been reading um, the Rise of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which is the new George R. R. Martin book that came ooh, out. Ooh. It's a world book. Um, I I had some serious beef uh, with that book uh, because it, for for people who may not have stayed up on it. Um, basically he wrote that it's a world book. It's basically the illustrated version of fire and blood. He did it with mm-hmm. these two collaborators. They run Westeros.org. Uh, yep. Fire and blood already illustrated. Um, he did it with these two co-writers. They had a controversy because um, one of them, especially Linda Antonson is very vocally um combustible i guess we can say they've had some racism backlash uh from supporters of valerian shouldn't be black stuff like that um but also just general bad behavior in the fan community for like like decades um all that aside they basically admitted that george r R. martin didn't write anything for the book and Mm -hmm. that is obvious when you read it um so the artwork is gorgeous in it it's some of the best westeros art i've ever seen but the book itself um wasn't i was really disappointed i would never recommend it to someone who hadn't read fire and blood because it kind of takes a lot of the nuance out of that story um with the conflicting accounts and just the way it's presented is it doesn't feel like a george r R. martin book i guess is what i'm trying to say and that is my beef 
I think you want is, pretty pictures. I mean, I do like pictures. That's good information to have. I mean, if you're thinking about getting yeah. it, just know that George R. R. Martin didn't really write anything new for this, and it's not really his writing. Although pictures are great, yep. so if you want that, get it. Um, all right, yes. Daniel, shall we move on to the final segment, the Wick News yeah. Lightning Round? Let's do it. Let's do a go through eight stories. Uh, we didn't talk about the main body of the show and give our 20 second opinions. No more, no less. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. Who reads first? I think all of them are more or less fine for all of us, but I'm going to read for you first. Uh, that okay. sounds good. Uh, Daniel, did you know yes. that James Gunn, Guardian of the Galaxy director, and Peter Safran have been installed? as the new heads of DC Studios. James Gunn is their Kevin Feige over at DC. What do you think? I think that's great. Um, James Gunn also did the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker for DC, and they're two of their better movies that have come out in the recent years. So, yeah, I think that's fun. I'm happy for James Gunn. I don't really know who Peter Safran is. Um, But I think this is about as good of a situation as DC Studios could have hoped for. So I, I hope it works out for them. Ooh, that's a loud buzzer. I like it. All right. That, uh, is, hit me. that buzzer means business. Okay. So speaking of DC, yeah. uh, HBO Max is reworking its Green Lantern show. Uh-huh. Um, it will now focus on Jon Stewart, who you know about. I who do. Okay. So literally, Jon Stewart is the only Green Lantern I know because he was in that cartoon from the 2000s where he's like a Marine. And I watched it when I was like sick home from school. It was fun. Like. They're also like cutting the budget. I might actually be more interested in it because people like familiarity and I'm familiar with that one. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell Green Lantern even is or does. So there we go. John Stewart, not the host cool. of the Daily Show, John Stewart. I'm excited for that. Here is an interesting one. So uh, is this even okay. true? You can tell us. The House of the Dragon physical yes. DVD, like physical release DVD, Blu-ray won't have any deleted scenes. Uh, that's according to the information they've released about it so far. Yeah. Uh, they listed the special features, deleted scenes were not on them. It's on Amazon. You can go look yourself if you don't believe me. They say they have like 70 minutes of featurettes and stuff, but no deleted scenes. And we know there were quite a few. Um, so yeah, I, that feels lame to me. I, I hope they get it at some point. They let us see them. Nonsense. Okay. Nonsense. Ooh, okay. So, Dan, The Last of Us got a premiere date. Uh, it is going to premiere on HBO on January 15th. That's pretty cool. The Last of Us, this big HBO series ad- adapting um, this very popular zombie video game that's very good. HBO could have polished the Chernobyl guy, Craig Madison behind it, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge show. It could be really good. I'm excited for this one. It's great. Jennifer, and, and, and Jennifer Keith is soon. Like, they want to keep the House of the Dragon genre like going. So that's cool. June 15th. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm into it. I'll watch it. I'm shocked that it's so soon. Momentum, momentum man. Uh, <laughs> that's two months from now. It's two months from All right. now. Uh, back to Marvel, as always. Um, Vision, yes. the flying robot that I, Paul Bettany is getting his own Marvel show on Disney Plus called Vision Quest. Last scene in WandaVision. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Paul Bettany's great in that part. So I'm happy for him to be getting another show. I think he was a highlight of, I mean, him, him and Elizabeth Olsen have just 
they're some of the longest running Avengers at this point. Um, and he's great in the part. So I will gladly see it. I wonder how it's going to cross over or if Elizabeth Olsen will crop up in some form or another. Probably. By the way, uh, Lord Daquan, with, with a good question for you, Daniel Roman, why do you look like his cousin? Um, because your family has very good genes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Great answer. <Okay. laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I, I enjoy your cousin and want to meet them one day. Maybe, maybe not. Let's just keep lightninging before it gets more awkward. Um, all right. Brian Fuller mm-hmm. is making a Friday the 13th prequel series for Peacock, Crystal Lake. Will you be watching it? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Brian Fuller, uh, guy behind Hannibal, American Gods, inter- interesting guy, talented guy. Um, I'm not a big horror fan, really, uh, but Friday the 13th, I kind of, I, I'm more interested in the fact that they're going to make a series about, about, about Friday the 13th, like a decades-old horror franchise. Um, I'm, it could be cool, and that. That's Peacock's thing because I had Halloween too. So all about horror over there in the Peacock. Um, yeah. Apparently Lord Daquan looks like you, Daniel. Um, interesting. Perhaps we'll no, see what your face sometime, Lord Daquan, and we can compare. Uh, okay. I hope so. Um, yet another superhero thing. And they just get more and more obscure. Yah um, uh, Abdul Mateen II, who was uh, Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen, other stuff will play the title character in another new Marvel show, Wonder Man. Yeah. Wonder Man. Um, so I think Yahya Abdul Mateen II, he uh, is great in the stuff he's in. And he was also Black Manta in the Aquaman movie uh, and will be in the sequel of that. Um, so I, it's a, the most exciting about this story, the most exciting thing about it is that he's joining the MCU. I could care less about Wonder Man. <laughs> But I like that the actor is now going to be in the MCU. Um, Wonder Man. Uh, I, my soul died a little bit seeing this next story. Um, all right. So Disney, they're testing out giving Disney Plus subscribers advanced access to merch in order to support their corporate interests. <laughs> How do you feel? So the best thing here is if you want to buy Disney merch, or at least the first wave of it, you have to have a Disney Plus subscription. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll be curious to see how that works out because I'm not sure getting access to merch is enough of a good reason to get a subscription. You know, like would folk actually do that? Do you want merch that badly? Like those folk already have a subscription. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, but um, we'll see how that goes. And that is our show. Thanks for watching, everybody. That was a fun one. Um, you know, yeah. we're not doing Sunday shows anymore because uh, House of Dragon is done. Maybe The Last of Us we can do. I don't know. I'll think about it because that, that, that one could be big. That could be fun. Um, that'll be in January, though. But we do, uh, Lord Daquan, we, do, we will do Sunday uh, during the work week. Yeah, we'll think about it. We're very busy. We have such busy lives. Uh, goodbye, <laughs> Julie. Bye, everybody. We are streaming at least once a week on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winner is Coming Facebook page and the Winner is Coming YouTube page. We're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it iTunes, Google Play, or elsewhere. Um, hope to see you in all those places. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, leave a nice comment. You all are doing that already. Thank you so much for that. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, I appreciate you from the top of my head 
down to the soles of my feet. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 